Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and today we're talking about schools in NYC and what's ahead for schools here in the city. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. So, schools, we got kids in school. We do. We've got two kids in New York City public schools. We will, we have a second grader and a fourth grader right now who are, in just a couple of weeks, becoming goodness third and fifth graders yes it seems weird to yeah. say it seems like next that's year we'll have a middle schooler oh and that's a whole different podcast yeah. because here for middle schools they don't just go to their um, zone school they get to apply yes and we are going to be right in the thick of that very very soon so we will fill you in once we have yep. an idea of what that means we'll, we'll take you along the journey with us yes but for now um this is kind of twofold i wanted to talk yep. about first how you find which school your kids are going to if you move to New York City because as I know some people think it might be crazy to move to New York City this summer during this time but I actually can think of four people right off the top of my head who are planning on moving here this summer Mm -hmm. and that's just like I said off the top of my head people I know personally or I say personally through the Instagram (laughs) through coming to New York City um, Instagram which feels like I know you personally Um, part of the family yeah absolutely So I wanted to talk about when you're coming to look for an apartment, how do you know which school you're supposed to be going to and then how do you get enrolled? And then secondly, what New York City schools will look like in the fall because we've talked about things here in the city. Um, There's a really good chance that we're not going back to brick and mortar full time in the fall. So yeah, so that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, so is there... A website you go to? What, how, how do you find uh, your, your zoning your and school. schools and all that? Yeah. So what I always tell people is when you're looking at an apartment, go to insideschools.org. And on there, you can type in your apartment's address. And that's what I would do first. And if you've got a few apartments you're looking at, type in the address of the apartment, and then it will take it will show you which schools you're zoned for. Um, for the elementary schools, and that's what's um, the one that we're mostly going to focus on today. And so when you type it in, it'll show you which elementary school it is, and then it will also give you the pros and the cons of that school. Mm -hmm. It will tell you the good, the bad, the test scores, the ethnic breakup, the how many girls, how many boys, how many teachers, what the student-to-teacher ratio is, um, any kind of awards that it has. So you can really find out on InsideSchools.org a lot of information about that school all at one time. And it's really easy to compare as well. So if you're looking at two apartments and you're excited about two of them and you are unsure which one to choose, this may be the deciding point. Um, Because every school is a little bit different and every school has a different philosophy on learning too. So I would go deeper than just the test results, the test scores, that kind of thing, but really look at what the principal's learning philosophy is. Um, Like at our school, they call the teachers by the first name, their first name. Um, And that may be a deal breaker for you. You may be like, no way is my (laughs) kid calling her principal by the first name Um, but every school has a little bit different philosophy and that's what I like about New York City is that schools are pretty autonomous here they're able to really create an environment that works for their school in their area so um, different schools have different focuses and all that and then once you find out which elementary school you are zoned for 
don't reach out to the DOE, the Department of Education. That was my mistake at first. I was being bounced around to different people and I was trying to go from a high level, but really in New York City, it really works at the school level. So look at the school's website and contact their parent coordinator. They are, there's somebody that works at the school full time and their job is to coordinate with the parents. Whether it's new students or existing students, they are that front door to the school and they know everything. They know if there are wait lists for the school, how many kids are on the wait list, what your probability of getting in is. Um, Now some are obviously nicer than others. Um, The one at our school was super nice and um, I was nervous about the process coming into Manhattan because I had heard about wait lists and I was afraid that our kids were not going to get into the school closest to our apartment because of wait lists. But when I contacted the parent coordinator, she said, nope, no problem. Those two grades don't have a wait list at all. Um, As soon as you get here, bring me your um, lease agreement. And that's important. You can't just tell them where you live. Um, You have to actually show the lease and some other paperwork. So she said, don't worry about it. When you get here, bring me your lease agreement. This other paperwork will get you all signed up no problem, you'll be ready to go. And it was super nice and friendly and easy, much easier than I thought. Now, if you you have older kids and you're going into middle school or high school, they do have a choice. Um, When you put your your address into insideschools.org, you will see the closest middle school and high schools, but that does not mean that that's where they need to go. So I would do more research on all the middle schools and high schools in the area because they all do have different different areas of focus. Some of the middle schools have band, some of them have a strong theater program, some have a really strong math program or debate or, you know, they're all just kind of known for different things. So know your kids' um, learning styles, what they're really into, and then try to find schools that you feel like they would fit into really well based on the description. And then you can contact those parent coordinators and find out what their admission process is because some you have to be in the same zone for. I know it gets very confusing. (laughs) Some you have to be in the same district. Some you can go out of district for. Um, Some you have to take a test to get in. Some are an interview. And so you really, for middle school and high school, just have to take it school by school and find out from their parent coordinator what their prerequisites are. And so that may be a little bit more difficult, a little bit more time consuming. But in our experience, and although it is limited to elementary school, we've really had positive experiences getting into the schools and not having to be waitlisted. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not overwhelming, you know, and I think so much about moving to New York City just is it feels overwhelming and complicated because it's different right. uh, than, than anywhere else. And uh, I think that to, uh, to reiterate this, People have a perception of New Yorkers not being very nice, and we have found just the opposite. And especially in the schools, of uh, they have been so friendly, mm-hmm. uh, so helpful, so welcoming, so warm. Um, it's it's been awesome, and we yeah. we love the Upper East Side. Uh, we, uh, but but we also love Park Slope uh, when we were there, and that school was a, a great school as well. And yeah, one of the them. big reasons that we moved back to New York City is because of the schools uh, mm-hmm. and, and how. Uh, the the 
unique education opportunities that are available here in the city. So we think it's a great place to raise kids and we think uh, it's a great place uh, to get a good education and for your kids to get a good education. Yeah, and speaking of unique opportunities, the fall may bring another unique opportunity. Um, One of the things that our principal does that I really appreciate is she does what's called Coffees with Doreen and she meets with the parents by grade level. She does it in the beginning of the year and at the end of the year. And she's also available if you need anything from her individually, personally throughout the year. But we just got done with our coffees with her via Zoom um, for the end of the year. And in a lot of ways, the principals don't know what's happening this, just the same way that we don't know what's happening because the chancellor, um, the Department of Education has not made decisions yet on what next year is going to look like. They're trying to get as much information as possible and they've got this really hard balance of trying to make decisions but not making them too early and if things change then they're in a bind one way or the other mm-hmm. and so I feel for them trying to make the best. I mean there are over a million kids in the New York City public school system. So they're making some major, major decisions. But one of the things that our principal alluded to today that seems to be at the top of mind, at the top of conversations right now, is a 50-50 split between being in the school and doing online or remote remote learning. They don't know how they're going to split that up, whether it's like a Monday... Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, split the classes in half kind of thing, or if it's a morning, afternoon, or if it's a one week on, one week off. I don't know. There's a lot of different um, proposals out there, but it does look like that is a possibility um, for the fall. And that's something that Nils and I talked about today is we have to think about what that means for our family and for me working and for him traveling and so many things because in a lot of ways when this came down in in March and we just had to drop everything and do it quickly we did what we could yep. and we're doing most of the schoolwork and we're doing school well but even the teachers and school are like you know what your emotional health is more important right now yep. so let's let's not put a huge focus on the schoolwork. Let's get it done. Let's help the kids grow. But the emotional, the social emotional part is our focus right now. We're not taking grades. We're not, you know, doing major projects and we'll work on catching up next year. But if we're doing this online learning thing or this remote learning thing again, I feel like I feel the person personal need to, do a better job at it in the fall because we can't keep getting behind and we can't just keep being like, oh, let's just take a day, you know, we need a mental health day. Uh, And sometimes we can do that, but I feel like from the start, we've really got to make it more like school at home. And that's a big deal for, luckily we work from home and we have flexibility in our company, but it's going to be a major thing for a lot of families here. Yep. Major yep. Adjust, adjustment. So who knows what the future holds? I think we continue to go day by day uh, as we navigate uh, this. And, and the new normal is going to be an interesting new normal. And I think 
you know, there's so many things, and this is just the school. So I think we're going to figure out what does Broadway look like? What do restaurants look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does church look like? Um, and, and so there's so many things that we are going to figure out. But being parents of young kids, uh, school is one of the most important things to us and yeah. to the other million other, you know, uh, kids here in, in the school system. So it's going to be interesting and a really unique situation. Yeah, one thing I forgot to mention um, that schools are doing is they are giving each student $420 or each family $420 per student to use for food. Hmm. And so I believe it's coming on a card, like a, like a credit card, but you can only use it at supermarkets. So you can't take it and go on Amazon or <laughs> go to the, go wherever, go on vacation. Yeah. Um, but it's basically that money that they would have used for school lunches um, they are giving it back to families and they're saying we know that not every family needs this but it's also going to help our economy and it's going to help our supermarkets and I believe there are Hmm. some green markets that you can use it at at as well like farmers market type places and so not only is it helping families and it's feeding kids but it's also helping the economy and all that so $420 per student is is pretty significant. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I thought that was a really cool thing that they're doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. But like we've said in pretty much all the podcasts we've been doing lately, things literally change every day. And so we will probably do another update on this. We will do another update on this in August. And I'm sure it's going to be totally different. And we're going to say, oh, remember when we thought we were going to do half and half? Now we're doing all remote learning. Or they figured out coronavirus is... uh, Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to go there. But yeah, who knows? And we may all be back in the school and hugging each other and having fun. And who knows? So we will keep you updated. Yes. So that's the story. And yeah. So there we go with education, and that's a wrap on this podcast. Uh, make sure you go follow Katie on Instagram at coming to NYC, uh, and you can follow the journey. And as we prepare to get back to school, uh, we'll be sharing all of that uh, on Instagram, and we'll probably share more here on the podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. We'd love it if you'd leave a rating or review as well. Thanks so much for following our journey here on the podcast. We will talk to you again on the next episode.